I'm John Tolzma, and I'm so glad that you have joined us for this study of Conquering My Jericho. It's my real hope and prayer that as we go through this study together, that not only will you have a renewed passion and love for God's Word, but that you'll find yourself in a community of people that can hold you up and support you. So, with that in mind, let's go to Jericho. You know, over the quarantine, I have spent more and more time daydreaming about the places that I want to go. Where are the vacation destinations that I can't get to now? Where are the business trips that I normally would be taking but I can't get into now, a country or even a city here in the United States? And I've been thinking a lot about the fact that the Israelites that were on the cusp of going into the Promised Land had a very similar experience. They knew where God had wanted them to go. They knew where they were headed, but they had to wait 40 years before they would have the opportunity to go in and do it. And I just think about the people of Israel before they went into the Promised Land. And while there must have been excitement, while there must have been a sense of anticipation, I also bet they were exhausted. So let me just ask you, are you exhausted going into the spring? Are you wondering what God has in store for you, but you look at your life, especially over the last 11 months, and it's just been hard. It's been hard to walk with him. It's been hard to walk with others in this sense of isolation. Well, I want to tell you, I've felt exhausted too. And so knowing as we go into this study that we've got to give each other some grace and we've got to give each other some understanding that we're at a place where we need to be restored and renewed is something that the Israelites would have shared with us as they prepared to go into the promised land. The other thing that was at work before we get into our study is the people of Israel had a new leader, Joshua. Moses had died, and here was this upstart young new leader who had gone with Caleb into the promised land to scout it out. And we know that great story of those giant grapes that they brought out. We know the story of him being able to walk alongside Moses and hold his arms up. But I sit there and I wonder what was going through Joshua's mind as he prepared to lead the Israelites into the promised land. Was he overwhelmed? Was he nervous? Was he anxious? I bet he was. And so I wanna ask you that too. Are you at a place in your life where you're not only exhausted, but you have a sense of where God is stirring you to go, but you're overwhelmed, you're anxious. And what is it going to look like for us to be able to have a sense of how God can use us as we tackle some of the big issues in our lives but we know that we're going to need to lean on him in a very different way as we get ready to do that. Well, the great news of the book of Joshua, as we get ready to study it, is that God provides a plan to deal with our exhaustion, to deal with our anxiety, but to give us a sense of how we can go in and conquer those areas of our life that feel like they have impenetrable walls around them. It may be a dream. It may be a place that you want to go with your life. It may be a habitual sin that you need to deal with. But God is going to help us think about how we can get past the walls that may have prevented us from acting on those things in the past to be able to move forward in his direction and with his purpose. And so with that in mind, let's just pray together before we jump into the word. Lord, I'm so grateful for every man that's chosen to be a part of this study. I'm so grateful that you have given us a sense of how you will restore us, how you will renew us when we're exhausted, <laughs> how you will give us strength when we feel overwhelmed, 
And that God, we don't have to turn to self-help. We don't have to turn to other ways to medicate ourselves or think about different ways to um, find our own strength. But we can go to your word. We can lean on you to help us be able to find a way to step out and find that sense of purpose and belonging in you. So I pray, Lord, that we would find that and that we would also find community with each other. Lord, that we would lean into relationships that we are able to um, create and able to sustain as a part of this study as a way of holding us accountable as we go out and live out our purpose for you. In your name we pray. Amen. So that was a little bit of the context of Joshua. People are on the cusp of going into the promised land. It's been 40 years. Joshua has ascended to be the leader of the people of Israel. And where we find him is that God is ready to speak to him, to give him the specific instructions for how to enter the promised land. So when we start in Joshua 1, verse 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. I love the specificity that God gave Joshua to remind him the specific claim that the people of Israel had to the promised land. And you know, as we begin this study about conquering my Jericho, one of the things that I think is so clear to us is that we have the opportunity to stake our claim to where God would have us to conquer some of those impenetrable walls in our life. And so there are a couple of ways that this plays out. One, is the Jericho in your life a promise? Is it something that you've claimed from God's word that he would be leading you towards? Something that you've always imagined that he has in mind for you, but you've never been able to accomplish it. You've never been able to find yourself reaching that point where you've been able to get into that Jericho. And so what do you need to do to claim God's promise to be able to act on it? It may be a promise, but it also may be a place. Is your Jericho your home? Is your Jericho your business? And either things are toxic within those environments or there are so many issues related to relationships or things that you've got to deal with, but you've never been able to get through it in a way that allows you to find some of the peace and the rest that could come if you were able to get into that place. It may be a problem. Is there a relationship? Is there a habitual sin that just doesn't seem like you can conquer it? Does it feel like you've tried over and over again? You've tried to scale those walls around that problem, around that issue, but you've never been able to actually deal with it. Well, the great good news of God's word is that he will be the one who will help propel us over that wall. But I think we have to spend time really getting specific about the Jericho in our life that we've got to conquer. And so one of the things that I hope that we can do over the course of this study is define our Jerichos. And they'll be different for each of us. But it's worth it to spend time to think about those areas of our life where we want to see restored. So over the course of this study, you're going to have an opportunity to define your Jericho. And I want you to be specific about it. Where are the areas where God wants to help you to be able to deal with some of these issues, whether it be a place, whether it be a problem, whether it be a promise that you need to claim. 
And so I want you to spend time thinking about that Jericho. And it may evolve over the course of our eight weeks together. But use this as a time to think specifically about that area of your life where you want to see God at work in a new way. So you've got to be specific about defining that Jericho, whether it be a promise, a place, or a problem. But you also have to realize that sometimes the Jericho in our life can be segmented. And what I mean by that is it's not always necessary to think about that long held out goal or that long held out place that you want to go to. But there could be a series of Jerichos that lead you to the place where you're fully in a sense of where God would have you to serve and where God would have you at your best. And I want to talk about that. I had a chance to sit down recently with an astronaut. His name was Garrett Reisman. And he was talking about the process that he went through to be able to accomplish a spacewalk. And as he laid out the sprints that he had to take to be able to do that, he talked about having to get into the right training program, having to be selected for a specific mission, how to go through a very, very discreet period of training to be able to do the spacewalk, going through the rotations to be able to make sure that he was physically ready, mentally ready for the spacewalk, and then actually going out and doing the spacewalk. It was a series of short sprints that allowed him to get to his goal of being able to do a spacewalk. And you know, as I thought about that interaction, I, I thought to myself, that's true in our spiritual life too. God uses us um, to accomplish small things for him as we set out for that long-term goal or that long-term place where he would have us to be. And so the Jerichos in our life might not just be one place. It may be a series of places that we have to go to, that we have to allow God to help us conquer so that we're able to achieve that ultimate goal for him. So think specifically, what's my Jericho? Think about segments. What are the small steps that I've got to take to be able to do that? And then let's use this time together to really drill down on what that Jericho is in your life so that we can see God at work. So. Make sure, as we think about this study, that you stake your claim to what your Jericho is. But the second step is you've got to saturate yourself in the Word. You know, when God continued to talk to Joshua about going into the Promised Land, if we jump down to verse 8, it says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God's word provides the template for every aspect of our life. And what's so encouraging as we think about the way that God set up the challenge to Joshua about taking the Israelites into the promised land, is he said, lean on the word, lean on what you know about me through the word to be able to do this. Meditate on that word day or night. So when he talks about that, he's, he's just saying, what? What do we need to meditate on? Well, what are the verses? What are the pieces of scripture in your life that you've leaned on in the past that have given you encouragement or direction? You may know the verses. You may have memorized those verses, but meditate on them saturate them into every aspect of your life as you find a way to be able to get that specific direction from God about how to achieve your Jericho. So that's the what. And the why is God gives us a specific promise here. He says, if we do that, then you will be prosperous and successful. 
So let's be careful about what that means. This isn't a slot machine theology, right? Where if we're in God's word, we know we're going to have prosperity and success the way the world defines it. But I do think that God promises that he will help us to accomplish the conquering of the Jerichos in our life if we are willing to really lean into his word, to saturate ourselves in it. And then finally, I just want to ask you, what are the areas of your life where you may have walled off God's word? to be able to give you specific instruction or guidance? Is it in your business? Do you feel like, hey, the way that I think about my operations, the way I think about kind of running my professional life, well, that's one aspect of my life that really doesn't have uh, much to do with what God's word might be telling me. Is it in a specific relationship where the person might not be a believer or you feel like, hey, there's nothing that we can apply from God's word together in our life. So I've kind of walled off that relationship for how God's word might instruct us. When we talk about saturating ourselves in the word of God, I think we have an opportunity to let it invade every area of our life, every interaction, every relationship, every decision. Are we leaning into God's word to be able to do that? And so over the course of this study together, I really want you to take advantage of this chance to go verse by verse as we go through each chapter of Joshua to sit down and say, God, how would you have me apply this in every aspect of my life? How do I really meditate on it? How do I put it into practice? How do I share it with others? How do I apply it with others? And over the course of the time that you have in your small groups, share how God's word is instructing you. Share how it's making an impact. It may not be coming from the specific verses that we cover in Joshua, but my hope is that as we think about the entire canon of scripture, that we won't think that there's a single area of it that can't penetrate the specific parts of our lives where we need God to work. So think about it. Don't just read it. Let it invade your life and then put it into practice. So we stake our claim of what our Jericho is going to be. We saturate ourselves in the word, but specifically we now stand together. Because after God's given this instruction to meditate on the word day and night, he gives Joshua some specific instructions about how to prepare the people. And so if we go to verse 10, it says, so Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. So Joshua says, get ready. Get ready for what God is going to do. Are you ready? Do you have a sense of the gifts that you need to use, the skills that you need to develop, the relationships that you need to acquire or deepen to be prepared to conquer your Jericho? How will the men in your group allow you to do that? How will you hold each other accountable to be prepared for what God is going to have you to do when he ultimately leads you to the place where you can conquer your Jericho? Let's not wait to get ready for that. Let's start preparing now for what needs to happen when God does his great work in our life. So we stand together in preparation, but we also stand together in the way that we pay it forward. It's really interesting as we get into verse 12, because if you remember, there were three clans of the Israelites who had already been given their territory to live in. It was the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. So these people already had a place where God had placed them on one side of the Jordan River. And so in many ways, they could have sat there uh, satisfied that God had led them to this place. But Joshua and the Lord had different plans for them. Listen to what Joshua says to them. He says, 
The Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men, ready for battle, must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for you. And until they too have taken possession of the land, the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. Gentlemen, this is your chance to pay it forward. You know what? You may be in a place in your life where your Jericho gets dealt with very quickly, but that doesn't mean that you just sit back. You cross the Jordan with your brothers. You cross the Jordan with the people around you, and you go to work to help them be able to see God work in their lives. This is what community is about. It's not just about having great conversation. It's about working together to spur each other on, to help equip each other to be able to do what God would do in our lives, and to really encourage and help each other to be able to achieve the things that God would have them to do. So at the beginning of this study, I want to give you a challenge. Let's not just use this time as an opportunity to talk about what God is doing in our lives, to talk about what we might do, but let's really redefine what community looks like by stepping up, standing together, and paying forward the things that God has done for us as we think about our relationships with those around us. Now this takes time, it takes trust, but I hope that you'll look for ways to be able to do that as we spend this time together. That ultimately provides a, a sense of community that is so much more than conversation. It leads to consequence. So that is our model as we get ready to conquer my Jericho. We're gonna stake our claim to what's important. We're gonna saturate ourselves in the word of God over these next eight weeks. And then we are gonna stand together and we're gonna get creative about the way that we do it. And then as we start to specifically focus on that Jericho in our lives, we're gonna think about the circles that we have to make around the walls of our Jericho to make sure that God is not only able, but we invite him in to be able to help us conquer what's ahead of us. You know, it's so interesting to me. I told you that over the course of the uh, quarantine, I've spent time thinking about places to go, but I've also spent time thinking about where God would have me to go. What are the spiritual goals of my life? Where, where are the areas where I just want him to work more deeply after we come out of this? Where are the areas of my life where I want him to work more deeply while we're still in this? That's a great activity. It's a great way to think about how we can further his kingdom, further our relationships by being, bringing people to know him, and by furthering different ways that we can learn more about his grace and his glory in everything we do. So get ready. It's time to scale the walls. It's time to conquer our Jerichos. This cage and set me free. All of my fears like Jericho walls got a call.